Recently on Davi the Scapegoat. August 15th of 2021 was the deadline I was given to sign a three-year contract with my former employer. I still had apprehensions given the inconsistent studio climate, but I signed the contract. Five months later, I contacted management about toxic workplace behaviors by one of my teammates. I narrowly avoided termination for my objection to this treatment then. Another four months after that, proof of egregious and hostile workplace behaviors by this teammate was revealed to the staff. Management complimented me on my professionalism during this tumultuous time. One week later, I contacted an attorney, a specialist in employment law, because I feared I would be terminated due to the behaviors of this staff member. One month later, I was fired by my employer. I was prohibited from saying goodbye. After over a decade of loyalty, it all ended with my eulogy and I wasn't even invited to my own funeral. Welcome back to another episode of Davi the Scapegoat. We're here with Deanna again. I'm back. At Croutons King. You guys remember her from last time. (laughs) And new to the Scapegoat podcasting at home studio. She's very nice, by the way. Thank you, Cairo, and welcome. You've never been to my house before. I know. You You live, like, just a couple minutes down the road. I'm not going to say how many yes. because I'm a bit looser with my address. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're pretty close. I always thought it was funny that I worked in one place for over a decade, and none of those people have been to my house. Oh, God. <laughs> Except wow. for you and I'm Deanna. Say, I yeah, like, <laughs> that is it. And I just was wow. like, Wow. That's weird, right? Is that weird? But when I gave you my address, I was definitely like, please don't share this with anybody because it seems like other people have shared my address with some weirdos lately and I really can't handle any more of that. But (laughs) I thank you for coming over and for not sharing my address with any creepers. (laughs) But yeah, you're here with Cairo and Deanna, former employees of the cloud that is, (laughs) the dark storm cloud that is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, welcome, guys. Just right out the gate. I'm the only one that was fired. <laughs> like, let's just yeah. clear that up <laughs> real quick. Like, Deanna left on her own terms, but you've definitely discussed with me the uh, the total difference in um, yeah. workplace culture, Very much. A- a- a night and day. And, um, and Cairo is a more recent uh, excommunicated from, but yes. that was also, just to be clear, Mm-hmm. Were you fired? No. I will say, I put in a phone call. I told people that I was leaving the company, that I was not going to do something. I'm sure we'll get into what they asked me to do (laughs) and uh, what was said to me. But I made a phone call, and I was like, hey, can't do this. You know, not willing to do this. I'm going to leave. Like, I think that's best for everybody. And then later that day put in my two-week notice I did not just like walk out and mm-hmm. like leave when I did walk out that day I didn't think I was walking out leaving you know forever I still thought there might be a two-week notice and then like my email like two hours later was like shut down completely mm-hmm. then, that like, answered that for you 
Yeah, and then I'm getting phone calls from people at the company, like, because I did other things. And they're like, hey, where's this or where's this log or something that you send? And I'm like, oh, you know, I guess I haven't sent out the news. And then um, this was all on a Tuesday. And then even on, like, Friday, I was still getting phone calls and stuff. And I'm like, oh, they still haven't announced it, you know, and I... But they're still asking you, like, where's your work? <laughs> yeah, they like you well, have not the, completed your work. <laughs> to be fair to those employees, like they didn't know, you yeah. know, like they didn't know. <laughs> I will say it was also kind of funny because like I have been told I was fired there so many times. You know, we've <laughs> we've been through so much, you know, um, which kind of says something about the <laughs> workplace culture there. Yeah. But. Uh, that, you know, people were just like, okay, is it for real? You know, one, one employee actually asked me, like, is this, like, for real? And I was like, well, I, I, I left. This, mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't fired or anything. I, I left the company. And they're like, oh, snap. Like, that just shows the different. divide, though. Yes. Between And the lack sides. of communication. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. a divide and a huge lack of communication. Which was so common. And another thing that was common is you never – a lot of people that I know, quote, unquote, who left – um, never got to do their full two weeks. It was just like, oh, you here's your two weeks. No, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and leave today. It was a very common thing there. There's there's definitely a, um, yeah, okay, so you're a traitor. <laughs> like, what yeah, did that really. do? <laughs> I just, I, I clock in, I do my job, I leave. Sometimes you get snaked into the drama, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Um, and before we get onto that, I wanted to make sure you guys knew that I tried to do everything to make this as, re- as relaxing as possible. I had the essential oils bumping <laughs> yes. when you guys walked in. I was like, give me all the lavender and the eucalyptus. <laughs> I need everybody to be very relaxed and you know, speak from a place of truth. And this is your perspective and your opinions about how things went down, right? So talking about what we viewed and being honest about it, which you might hear some things that don't exactly fit with other things you've heard and that that is why out of the gate I wanted to be like I was fired um but Kyra was not which is you know something going on on Twitter and like Deanna uh-huh. you just you got out <laughs> like so long ago man we all should have been your best life. right yeah. we've I just been like, watching like yeah. it is like I, I just like... I just check in on Deanna's Instagram lives and it's always like so happy and bubbly <laughs> and then like it ends and I look around me and I'm like what oh. is this dismal abyss <laughs> that I have like I'm just you, on. sequestered once, myself once you're in. out it's just so much more peaceful And I mean, and this is what me and Davi talked about with, you know, you're always going to have, you know, stress at work. But the work stress that I had, you know, compared to what I deal with now is nothing. Mm -hmm. My work stress now is just, oh, you have a lot to do. And, you know, you have to uh, keep up with that. But it's just I mean, that's just the job. It's like what I enjoy doing. It's just a matter of me staying on top of things. What I dealt with there was midnight phone calls of, hey, I need this done now. Okay, you're waking me up out of my sleep and it couldn't wait until the next morning. You you just had this epiphany. Yeah. And you need it done now. Okay, heard. Or it's, uh, hey, I heard so-and-so said this about you. And it's just like, really? This is the petty stuff we're going to talk about at 9.30 in the morning before I even had time to check my breakfast or go on a morning piss? Like, that, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is the weirdest thing is you're waking up to the drama and you're going and, you know, someone is relaying to you so-and-so saying this shit and then if you were to you know you could ignore that but I had to do it plenty right and you can be like all right that's that's their opinion 
But when it starts to fester and like morph into something else where it's not just somebody talking shit, like one of your coworkers, you just irk them and they got to talk shit or like they're older and they don't like the way that you do things. Yeah. I remember last time we were talking about how there was all these expectations from the younger yeah. crew um, because they have some radio veterans there and then they had the younger crew that they would just kind of... Be yeah. like, we just need you guys to help us figure out Snapchat. Like, we're old. We don't understand it. And then <laughs> they would get so peeved and be like, these freaking young people, like, you just, yeah. you got to stay on them and you got to call them at midnight. That is unnecessary. Yeah, very Because much. I don't know that you ever, what we worked so many events with you. You did so many things with the morning show that I worked with. And it's, I don't, I have never seen you drop the ball once. You're like, I have done nothing but prove myself to yeah, you. Yeah, constantly. And that's how it was with my whole team. And I know they would vouch for me on this. Like, we would, there would be days when we're sitting in a meeting room and you'd have certain people come in and they're like, oh, where's the adult? The adult, we are the adults. Yeah. We're the one running your stuff. That's we're making sure that everything <laughs> that you need gets done. And to be clear, you're in your 20s, late 20s. Right. Yeah. Later 20s. And, you know, when you worked there, it was maybe early to mid. But still, that's an adult. Yeah. Like, you hired the person because they're proficient and great and skilled at something in some way. You need them. Yeah. It was like we had to constantly prove ourselves every day walking in that building. Oh, let me prove myself yet again that I am well equipped to do my job and prove myself yet again that I am doing everything I can to you know, just show that I, I am very valuable and I, I can do whatever needs to be done. Yeah. And why do you need to get brought into other coworkers' negativity? Yes. Like they have feelings about you. Yep. Maybe let you just do your job and let and and look at that person that's talking all the shit as the negative person they are. And don't let that skew your opinion of this hard worker over here. But some people are just more influential. Yeah. Or they just yell a lot more <laughs> definitely a lot um, yelling. <laughs> like they're a lot louder and angrier about it so people start to let that opinion influence them and and then to you know save face or just to keep the waters calm they'll just go with what that negative person is yep. saying about you and and they'll just roll with it yeah there was just so many rumors going on on twitter about cairo and you are a stronger person than me. You are a very strong human to not engage. You should be able to speak for yourself. You are a radio personality. You established mm -hmm. yourself there. You are skilled at what you do. And no one should be speaking for you on a consistent basis when you're not in the room. And that is a real big problem that somebody at that station has. They love speaking for other people and putting wrong information out there and then you get painted as this awful person and you've just sat and watched that happen on Twitter without engaging. So I want to applaud you. Absolutely. But I also want to say, <laughs> like one, you weren't fired, you left. I've technically, well, I shouldn't even say technically, I've never been fired from any of my jobs, which I know will come as a shocker <laughs> to most. Um, no, I, I pride myself as a good worker, and some of that praise, uh, thank you, uh, <laughs> deserves to go to Deanna a little bit, too. I'm excited <laughs> that she's in the room because uh, Deanna, when, like, you were there for quite some time when I arrived yeah. at the station. Um, 
when I, I don't know what to describe my position when I arrived at the station, unpaid intern, just <laughs> volunteer. I was just chilling. We all know that they had a tendency to get rid of people and then just give somebody else like yep. a number of jobs. Everyone played no compensation. numerous roles. Yes, everybody <laughs> played numerous roles. So we were all wearing many hats and then throwing them off and running down the hallway and putting <laughs> on a different one. And it was, uh, and it was you know, tumultuous, but it was hustle. And I'll say it was a learning experience and mm -hmm. taught me a lot about myself. And it's that I can handle a lot. Oh, yeah. It was, like you said, like that hustle culture. And like, especially when you get in there at a young age, like, you know, like th that's kind of how you became yeah. such a mentor to me because you needed help. And that was just kind of the culture around there. Like, especially to someone young in there, you know, it, it was hey, I'm part-time, I can only put down so many hours, but y'all saw me there, how how often I was in that yeah. building and how often, you know, and... And that should mean something. And they were so stingy with raises or <laughs> any sort of yeah. decent wage. I mean, when I joined, I made $10 an hour. I, they did give me a raise, but it was so nominal that, like, I don't remember what exactly it was it was either like 15 cents or 50 i remember there was like a five or maybe 35 cents wait not like, even a full dollar that no, is wild no. they couldn't have taken you from 10 to 12 or no like it, it was it was such like a nominal raise that i i just sat there and i was like i don't even like i'm not even gonna look at this mm. if it was gonna be five cents like that's worse now that's i can afford the full pack of juicy fruit after one hour <laughs> work now i'm i'm really swimming in it now like scrooge mcduck which you try not to, you try to like rise above and still give 110% because you're like, okay, they didn't get me this year, but they're going to get me next year. And and then you just keep waiting. There really was this vibe of why would you pay a really great intern that works for free? Mm -hmm. And then when you got, you know, when you got that hourly pay and you're like okay my foot's like in the door at least my toe is just barely like I am just mm -hmm. I have a key card to get on and off the elevator that feels pretty fucking fancy <laughs> uh, and then you're still just beating your head against the wall because people are always going to look at you as that that young hire or as mm -hmm. that intern or mm -hmm. uh, you know you're always going to be that to them you have to leave in order to be respected is what it seems like. I think what hurts me the most about this situation is that you left because things got toxic and you are still being disrespected and you're still being spoken for and that yeah. really bothers me. I know one of the misconceptions, so one, you were not fired, you left on your own. Mm -hmm. um, two, it's been said that you stormed into a podcast to say your piece. And from your version of events, I could have swore that you received a text message inviting you to come on the podcast that day. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. it or was, a phone it was, call. It was, yeah, either a text message or a phone call. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, to paint the picture where we work, like, I'm usually working doing other stuff in the afternoon. Like, mm -hmm. I've left the building, you know, at that time. So... I don't know when podcasts are even recorded, you know, like I don't know exactly when things are going to be, so I wouldn't know when to show up, you know, and 
like when I was told to like show up and everything and, 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 and can you make it? I was like, Hey, yeah, it's going to be this, you know, a little while till I get there. Oh, that's fine. And everything. So there was a whole dialogue back and forth. Like when can you get here? We'll wait for you. Yeah. Um, the whole, I stormed in. I actually remember that day I was sitting outside, like they were recording a podcast and the initial segment didn't involve me so they were recording that and I was sitting outside the podcast studio like waiting for them to finish you know like so they finished one segment it's like okay you're on the next segment and then invited me in so like the idea that I just like barged on in there I'm I'm not really the type to <laughs> barge to say, on in no, like, I'm I the never type to barge sit, anywhere to, to like just sit outside and just kind of like wait and just like keep kind of like waving <laughs> yeah. and like raise my hand like hey you see me oh you don't know oh, cool I yeah, invited you over today down. and you texted like I'm outside and then you were like on the porch I think for a minute even the way you rang the doorbell was very like am I supposed to be here <laughs> like even though we have organized I'm about this to say, anyone who knows Cairo that's that's not even his MO he doesn't barge he's no. not a barger no he's like uh, hey guys that's, that's, yeah. that's more me yeah. I'm, I'm gonna walk straight in <laughs> yeah, that is you. been here long yes. enough this is my third time fourth time here all right i'm just opening yeah. up the door but, for some long but if we're being honest it's not anyone's studio it is our place of work Correct. and um and if it's anyone's studio it's the person whose name is on the sign in there you know um and a lot of the studios there you're supposed to like production at least you're supposed to kind of sign out like mm-hmm. that you're going to be using them for a few hours but that wasn't something anybody really needed to do in our main studio where the morning show was broadcasted i i will talk to anybody i'm i'm i don't know what it is i'm not afraid of anything like and not in a way like oh i'm fearless i'm going to start a fight more in a like i see somebody go like well I always used to joke like I don't work out, I don't exercise. So like, if, what am I gonna do if they're a bad person? Like, if they start running after me, I'm toast. <laughs> I used to always say like I'd I'd rather get like murdered than like run a hundred yards and be out of breath and then get murdered. Like you know like please do it when it's convenient. I don't want to get to like the afterlife and be like out of breath and everyone's like man we were watching from up here like it looked sad. You know like if if, if I'm gonna get murdered. Like, you know, it's already a bad enough day. Don't don't introduce running, to me, you know. Could we not? Could we not? Um, I, I will say this about, like, working, and, and not just at and those, but those kind of places that create that hustle culture. And I almost felt this way when I was younger. Like, you're like, well, what about putting in your dues? And, and you know, and, and oftentimes you, you, like, I knew me personally, I don't want to speak for others, I sat there and I was like, I don't feel like I'm ready. So I, I, I'm cool with you not paying me for this because I'm learning to do something. I'm getting mm-hmm. this opportunity. You know, you grow up, you get older and you realize that everyone else that's getting that experience and getting those opportunities are getting paid. That is value added to those companies. But I think the biggest thing for me is like looking back and um, in those kind of environments is like kind of starting to realize like the trade off, like one day you'll get older and it's like can you sit down like meditate just like think it through step outside have a smoke and like think (laughs) about what's going on in your life and and be like is this making me better because there there was some stuff that happened there like working with you like oftentimes I was already over hours when I was (laughs) you know helping out with you and it was but I look back and I'm like 
learning how those events worked and everything and having you in my ear telling me how to be a professional helped me a lot. You know, so like if I could sit back, especially now after it's all done and look back and be like, okay, this, 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 and this was toxic. But these two like toxic things really helped me grow, you know, mm -hmm, and, yeah. and people are different in That's that way. That's a fact. So I, I don't want to sound like, you know, the... And you know, those toxic things can kind of spearhead you in the direction you're supposed mm -hmm. to be going. Like yeah. you have to finally look at the situation as a whole and go, this is not sustainable mm -hmm. mentally, yes, physically for me yeah. as a person. Yeah. And I myself, and I think you're kind of like this too, where I'm not a quitter. So yeah, despite it's, how it's bad things got, I could not find it in myself to quit. Yeah. I, I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose my career because of this person and I'm not gonna lose my career because of this misunderstanding. I'm just I'm not gonna let anybody take this from me. There's always some kind of peace that can come after a battle. There's always some kind of understanding that can come through communication, but not when that person is so hell-bent on misunderstanding you and misrepresenting you. Yeah. But I'm just so freaking stubborn. I was never going to quit and I was never going to leave. I always felt bad for Cairo because I felt like you were, you said paying your dues. Um, and especially with morning shows, there's a lot of quirky, silly shit you have to be a part of. There's a lot of like nicknames you get and let's send them out on the street to do something embarrassing, whatever. Those are the things guys and gals can get when working for a morning show. And it's it's fun, you know, it's wily, it's yeah. crazy. You don't mind that, but it's, um, I felt like you specifically were being used to represent a voice that someone else was supposed to be, which was like the single guy dating. Mm -hmm. But they weren't getting any of that from him. So they put it all on you. And man, did you fucking flourish with that shit. <laughs> man, was, did you was... make it funny for everyone. <laughs> I was constantly laughing at you. I, I know some people have been like, have tweeted me, I'm so glad Cairo's still out there and hitting the mic because I felt like he was always getting picked on. And if I ever lent to that, I'm sorry. I know oh, that no. other people, I got plenty Oftentimes, of tweets from people. stories, <laughs> like I remember because, you know, in radio, you have to work on presenting stuff. And, and I was especially, I had worked with the Rock Morning Show before, but you know, you, you sit down sometimes and you go like, okay, how am I going to say this? And me too, I am not a public speaker. No, we, get, we practice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would always sit there, like I even sit now, like I've got like a notepad in front of me. I often don't even check it. And I would always like try to think like, okay, how am I going to present this story? Um, a big part of my stories. It's kind of funny, like before there wasn't a ton of hate coming my way on social media and everything and you know now there are people saying my segments were problematic and everything i mean the ones that haven't been removed like go back and listen <laughs> a lot what, what, what pro problematic things happened on those segments you know i like, mean i think people think the act of kiss and tell is like a, a mm -hmm. no no yeah. but i honestly felt like you were kissing and telling on yourself 
It was never. Yeah, I, I've been. It on... was never this bitch is crazy, which was a common occurrence. Yours and, and, was always like, I did something I, to rile everybody up. Yeah, and I, I feel like there were a lot of segments where I would present something where I would say like, this person, you know, I went on a date. Isn't she crazy? But it would be so apparent. I'm yeah. setting everybody else up for jokes, like on my behalf and it's funny to me and there's a lot of art that comes with laughing at yourself like self-deprecating stuff like I have always respected you and I've laughed the hardest on top of people saying everybody picked on Cairo I got so many messages there was even an ask us anything question once like on the air where they were like is Davi in love with Cairo and I'm like what does that mean is it because I'm the only one that like is nice and gets him because there was one whole break you were like how come girls can make out with girls at parties to get oh, guys' attention, fun. Yeah, that was but fun. guys can't do it? I'm like, that's a great fucking question. <laughs> Why? I'm like, honestly, and I remember being like, if Blair wanted to, fuck yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, it's that kind of party. And I'm not lying. I would think it was hot. But there's a realm of people that it spins their head into oh, a weird God. dimension well, of, of uh, hate and questions. That wasn't like a lie, just to clear something up. I technically, I guess, was not a employee. I never really got uh, paid by them. Um, I did get one paycheck, um, a holiday bonus at the end of, what was last year, 2021? Mm -hmm. um, and that's not actually, a paycheck, I think that's it was, just a one-off bonus, maybe right? Maybe it was 20, I think it was 2020. Yeah. Pandemic was um, the first, you were first on... year of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it was 2020. Got like a thousand dollars. I didn't know how like that whole thing worked, so <laughs> I was like, a gift for a thousand dollars. Wow, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars. Yes, and then it's a lot better like, than ten dollars and five cents an hour or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then like a month later, I got a uh, thing in the mail from like the, the business associate and, and um, it was like, hey, you are a contract employee of LLC and you need to pay taxes on, on this. And I was like, huh? <laughs> oh no, I owe, money on, ta bit, yeah. I, I owe money on taxes, <laughs> crap. I thought um, it had to be over I thought it, be, it had to be over like 1500 in a year. No, I think they cut it down, it might be 600. Oh, sons of bitches. Yeah. So, God, let us have some freebies. Fuck, <laughs> we're poor. And um, so, yeah, that was um, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess we could call me a contract employee because that's what the yeah. referred to me as You're a contract freelance. employee. Yeah. Um, Which know, just that's... means they're gonna get you regularly, but just pay you sporadically. <laughs> like, pay me once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super sporadic. I, like, I, I would not lie. Um, last year, I was a little bit upset. And like, th these things happen, you know, in, in the business, but like, and you just kind of like, okay, you move on. Um, never really griped. I'm sure this would probably be the first you've heard of it, Davi. No, like, you've never. When they did like the like family dinner at that like restaurant, I like saw it pop up and I was sitting there I was like dang so often I felt like anxiety like I don't know if anxiety is the right word but like stress over like was I a part of the show because I mean everybody else would have to be fired from the show I could have gotten a phone call at any time like hey man just don't show up anymore yeah you know like there was no paperwork that had to be done with me like if if my personal stories weren't on for a while i would like feel that and be like oh my gosh i gotta do something i gotta i gotta really step up 
it can drive you a lot at, at the same time. But it can also be deflating. Like when, when you're, no you hustle and hustle yeah. for years you and know, then like, there's no, no confidence boosting and you're always in this limbo of uncertainty, it can make you work harder towards your goal or it can completely discourage you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sense of loneliness too. Yeah, it's, it's loneliness because it, it's not someone, it would have been different if someone was in my ear telling me like, hey, you haven't been on the show in a while because your stories suck. You know, like I'd been like, an air yeah, check you're kind of nice. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and would have stepped it up. It is loneliness. And, you know, compound that with the pandemic, like we're, I'm not seeing people for a while. Mm-hmm. So like I used to, I remember hating the days if like a morning show meeting got canceled because. That would be that, like, like your little I, bit I, of social interaction. Yeah, that would be day. the only time I'd Mine see too. people. <laughs> like, and. And was, you would always log on to the Zoom. And I remember that time you had like a, a comically large microphone and oh, I yeah. fucking died. I was like, I just, that day I was in so much pain having such a bad day and that made me laugh so freaking hard. And I was like, I can laugh through the pain now. Like for some reason, just you logging on, like sometimes it would just be like so dark that you could just see like Cairo's eyes under a hat and it would I make us laugh. Every time he logged on, it was like he was clowning. And the t- that day you came on and it was a <laughs> microphone, Deanna, that was just probably twice as big as your yeah, head it's it this felt big like circle. it was yeah, so it's funny like it covered you have to really position the mic because it's very sensitive but I at the same dying. time it's so hard with any sort of video aspect because it covers <laughs> it's the size of your face yeah you made it you brought joy to the pandemic at working from home time and uh, thank you again for that <laughs> Yeah, it, it was there was a lot of fun, but I, I guess I should you know get into the story, the whole reason why I was invited here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we also wanted to see you. Yeah, we, we did yeah. miss your face. You. <laughs> well, I've wanted to tell you, Deanna, for quite some time. I I mean, a lot of people close to me have not heard this story yet. Hearing Cairo's story and it was wild, but it was also comforting <laughs> because it made me realize, uh, yeah, something is really yeah. off here. And at that point, you were like, I don't want to go in that studio anymore. I don't want to do anything. Like, I will continue to do my work on this side of the building, but I don't feel like it, it's right for me to be in there anymore. I, I said, that's fucked, dude. Um, I don't want you to feel that way about the show because my priority for over a decade was that's number one. Like, that, my job, that show is number one, and I'm protecting it. Uh, even if the call is coming from inside the house. I feel like that needs to be dealt with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in this situation, you reached out, and I was like, you're going to have to bring this information to higher-ups. It can't be me because of the situation I'm in right now Mm -hmm. with this person involved. Uh, It can't be me. It can't be me. I argued with one person. I won't say who that is because they still work there, and they no longer speak to me. In my text messages for over 24 hours, it has to be you. It has to come from you. Nothing will get done if it doesn't come from you. And so with your blessing, I just said I was worried about you because it sounded like a lot of friction. Yeah, I I was just done with it. Um, The first phone call I had after that interaction was I told him, Hey, look, I understand you guys are probably going to be in a hard spot with this one. It's me versus this other guy. I'm done. Like, I'll leave. And they were like, no. 
you don't have to quit. You don't have to quit. We don't want you to leave over this. I never thought anybody should have had to lose their job about it. I just thought one person definitely needs some mediation, and that's the place I was coming at it. I certainly didn't want anybody to lose their jobs. Yeah. It was, I, I feel like we got kind of lulled into this like false sense of like the right things are happening. You know, when I spoke to others, deep down I felt like this was going to turn into something more. But then like I heard all these other people, a lot of which were mostly which were women mm-hmm. coming forward and being like, no, this is, this is not cool. This is not us. This is not what we do. This is not how we handle things. And it's like, okay. Yeah, you know what? You you guys know more about this 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 show, this company. Like you guys have been here, you know the fact that you're women, like you know, means you you know a lot. And like, okay, I feel like we're all on the same page here. I'm not asking for anything. You know, I just want. I don't want to deal with this. You know, I wasn't getting paid to do this show, so I was like, look, at this point, I've kind of come to a place. Me personally, it was just a fun hobby. I am invested in the success of everyone in that room, you know, at that moment. And I can attest to that. You wore everybody's merch. You supported everybody's shows. I mean, the idea that, like, I did that show for money. Like, I could show you my uh, (laughs) financials. I probably lost, like, uh, probably about, like, a couple thousand doing the show in my time, you know. That just goes to hustle and giving 110%. You don't want to be seen as the one complicated, and you were having fun. That is one thing that you said in this audio, is you said, I work for free because I like the people, and you you didn't even get to finish your sentence. Money does not inspire me. Money has never really led to me having sustained happiness. You know, like it's it's always goofy nonsense mm-hmm. in my life, usually brought on by me not having money that I find so much joy in. So, so much goofy nonsense with that show was coming from not having money. It, you have to stretch yourself further to get content when you're, you know, poor. <laughs> like, yes, and y- you that's, do. That's what I have found is you get the more authentic stuff when you're a little bit more like destitute, your, you, your creative brain. Yeah. works overtime and then you end up finding the really brilliant gems i thought you always did that swimmingly and um I love that word and <laughs> you did and you were remarking on a lot of the things you heard from the women on the show and i can back you on those things words like it was disturbing what i heard i heard words like i was shaken by what i heard from multiple sources that Cairo did the very best he could to defuse that whole situation. And when tempers are so inflamed, sometimes, you know, you're, uh, you and I will try to bring humor to defuse a situation and maybe, like, try to, try to bring it back down to, like, a friendly level. Um, you expressed your love for this person multiple times in this audio. Uh, the first thing you did when you were invited into that studio <laughs> at our workplace is you said, I, I love you guys and I support your comedy and I've seen you wear his merchandise multiple times. You have always supported them and you were coming from a place of love and humor and then um, shit just got 
shit just blew up. And and that at that point, you were still trying to be yourself, and you know have a sense of humor about it or make a joke here and there. And it it was making it worse. Um, so there was there That's was it. definitely like your personality in that situation. There was no diffusing it. The temper was inflamed. And if I can be honest, it was very, very clear to me and to other people that listened that that had nothing to do with Kevin Samuels. Nothing. At the very end, I think um, it became very clear to me that it wasn't had nothing to do with Kevin Samuels. Um, The. So I guess we should kind of get synopsis of yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, yeah, we should we should get into the context. Deanna kind of knows who Kevin Samuels is a little bit. What's your perception of him? With uh, I mean, I don't know if you've researched him or you heard about him through the grapevine, but I, mean, I was like, do you know anything about? Oh my god! And it even made my spine shake <laughs> to like type it in a text message. I was like, do you know anything about this guy? And you were like, ugh, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, judgy. I know. Um, I was thinking about it yesterday um, as I was just kind of, you know, looking back at him Um, and the way he just really perceived himself and the way he would try and, you know, market and advertise Mm -hmm. to men and women about, you know, oh, if, um, you know, if you hold yourself to the standard and you want, like, to um, be with a man of this standard, you have to, you know, what's what's your waist size or what what do you look like? How much money are you making? Are you going to be able to, you know, uphold this for your man? And it's just like, who are you talking to? Because I know you ain't speaking to me. Yeah, he was speaking to a direct audience, and the fact that he had people for that direct audience blows my mind. Well, you felt that way because you already had the confidence. Yeah. The people that hear that and it speaks to them and then they defend it are the ones that they don't they have, have they, the confidence. There's no confidence. So they need there's that There's no message. support. And it's just like if you feel that down about yourself and you're that uncomfortable with who you are that you have to rely on someone else and listen to their messaging mm-hmm. that is already just so off the wall then you need to really take a deep look inside because um, that's saying it all right there. Yes. And I just, I really was like, I will never say this mofo's name ever again because <laughs> what happened with me is he was trending for being a controversial figure. He said something about women over 35 are Leftovers. leftover women. Um, and I did a regular spot on the show weekly, a whole of the week. Then I would just get on Twitter and generally I would find two to three controversial figures and I would send it to our show director and be like, which of these do you like most? And he would always pick the one with the most clear, best audio. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I believe this was another week that I, I did exactly that, is I went to who's trending for being a dick. <laughs> like, who is known as a controversial shithead this week? And that guy was number one with a bullet. And so for that a-hole of the week, a-hole of the week was Kevin Samuels because I found multiple blogs. I think in the break itself, I was like, I didn't know who this guy was until like a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. This article itself is by Candace McDuffie. And so I read a lot of her opinions, threw in some of my own because I was just like, I researched this guy and he calls himself a relationship expert, but he is very single and (laughs) uh, kind of consistently. And I, I made reference to like a couple other celebrities that act proficient on something, but 
are not behind the scenes. So you've got Steve Harvey that's constantly telling his show, like, this is how relationships are run. And it's like, aren't you divorced like three times? <laughs> you know, and then like back in the day when Dr. Phil was like, here's my diet book. And you were like, <laughs> what nutritional value? <laughs> OK, you're looking thick, Dr. Phil. And it's fine. But it but I I need to point out the humor in that. So for Kevin Samuels to regard himself as a relationship expert while demeaning mainly black women from my perspective you know women definitely got a lot of it but mainly black women i was appalled and i brought this controversial figure to the show and never would i have thought that anybody would go to bat so so hard for that man yeah that kind of surprised me and um the kevin samuels of the world the jordan petersons of the world the andrew tate oh god the the new andrew tate i feel like hilarious like i I feel bad for saying it's hilarious because i always watch them and they say the most ridiculous outlandish offensive stuff but then you sit there and you listen to it and i like i laugh because i'm like all right it's coming something's coming you're like you know like someone's gonna smack this man like i don't see this is smack (laughs) cam i love it and then it just never happens you know it's ridiculous. Andrew Tate is trending on TikTok because of the message he sends to young boys. Femininity is, I don't even know if that's a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're good. Is, is um, like taking over our men. And I sit there and I go, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? As much as we joke, like, I'm not the brightest. I'll own up to it. I don't have a great income like stream coming in you know i'm not rich your money does um, not equate I oftentimes the person do you are silly goofy things that most people would describe as like stupid and reckless <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to find a better way to put it um I've never had a hard time finding a date. Like, the bar is on the floor, guys. Like, come <laughs> on, just be nice. Like, what are we talking about here? Right? You it's, know, not like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It is for some people because they can't be nice. I don't know how. Because no. they're listening to messaging where it's like, be shitty to women. And, you know, to be clear, the Andrew Tate's like all of that. You're not equating Kevin Samuels to that. That's not That's not you in charge of that. That's the internet. He has been put in that category based off of his messaging. That is not something you did with your super viral tweet about him, you know? And and, and this Um. is what I could never... All of this started simply because you were engaging with anti-Kevin Samuels rhetoric on Twitter. And I don't think that since you are a unpaid freelance contracted employee your tweets are not representative of the show you can say what you want online and this person that is not your superior was correcting you and what you're allowed to gauge online and what you are allowed to say and you were not the one that said kevin samuels is a shithead People had known that for a while. You were just way more aware of it than I even was. For a minute. Like, we used to always joke. We were always joking about Jordan Peterson. And there are parts where they defer, but they're teaching the same message. And while I get, like, the message of self-confidence towards men is a good thing. Yes, men need self-confidence. Like, we struggle with it a lot, and we don't ask, you know, for help about those things. Mm -hmm. The way they go about getting self-confidence at the expense of others is is comical and laughable like it leads to so much pain in these people's lives like think about all the people you know that are devoted to jordan peterson or kevin samuels they, they usually are not very happy mm-hmm. you know people no always makes, <laughs> make, yeah. yeah and and so those messages would kind of permeate around like 
you know, warehouses and stuff. So we were always on the phone talking and laughing about it. You never believe what, what this guy said or what one or the other. Yeah. Well, and working for a radio morning show that talks about all these controversial figures, it's it's best f- for part of your hustle to be aware of yeah. these things, to have an opinion. If the mic is ever in your face and somebody tosses it to you and you don't have anything to say, you shouldn't be there. If you don't know who they're talking <laughs> about, you shouldn't be there. And you were aware and you had your own opinions about it. I decided to talk about him for a whole of the week because there were a lot of women on Twitter that agree with you and bouncing around the ideas. And then I found Candace's article and I brought it to the table as a whole of the week. And there was definitely, I was working from home with COVID, having some symptoms. I was still dealing with these intense migraines and I was disconnected from the studio because I was the only one, I was here by myself and everybody was there. And then, like fucking three or four days later, the guy kicks the bucket. He dies. (laughs) And then it's rumored on Twitter, he dead. And then I fucking, I'm like, I don't believe that. I wake up to like 80 plus tweets going, you killed him. And I was like, fuck off. Like, I got too good at the witchcraft in the <laughs> pandemic. Oh, no. I bought too many plants and now the seance is working. So I logged on and out of the gate, my boss is like, you killed the man. You know, you talked shit about him three days ago and now he's dead. And I was like, I think it's a rumor. It hasn't been, you know, brought to mm-hmm. the table yet. And all I said was, but the rumor is, He made fun of overweight women a lot. Oh, yeah. And the rumor, (laughs) them arteries were clogged. So I wasn't making jokes. I still didn't know if the man was actually alive or passed away. It was the act of turning my microphone on and then my boss saying, you killed that guy. Like, you just, you talked about And I'm like, hold on. There was like four days difference between whatever happened to him last night Mm -hmm. and me talking about him earlier this week. I did not kill, like, I was like, let me... Let me be fair, though, diffuse like, that. When I heard that, I like as soon as I saw the Kevin Samuels because I was up late and it like came up, and I mean the jokes were flying. So like, many. It, like, I, if you were if you were going to be a controversial figure, do not pass away later in the <laughs> afternoon because that's when the funniest people are awake. You got to pass away at like seven in the morning. Yeah. Like, we are not awake yet. But, uh, <laughs> he did. I know Twitter <laughs> going ham. That <laughs> late oh, night Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Never die during it's late good. night Twitter hours. Never. Don't do it. Don't do we're it. We're already on a high. I remember joking with my buddy because we were playing PlayStation and everything late that night and like they're like oh Kevin Samuels died and I was like oh you guys like they're going to turn this into a bit on the show you know because he just did like a hole of the week with this guy oh, and then he, he dies. I was not so, expecting so a week, that. a week from now, we're going to be doing like a hole of the week. Does Davi have psychic powers? So I, was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, it'll be interesting to see because, like, obviously, they're going to be like joking, like, name one of your co workers or something like that. Ooh, yeah. Who are you going to get next? Like, is it Putin? Or I actually, like, we predicted, like, on the well, throughout, we predicted many things, but like, I, I was like, maybe the house plant yes. will get named or something I- like that. I was like big on like Davi is going to go after it's like either Putin or houseplant Putin or houseplant I was so scared the following week I had to pick my a-hole of the week and I I knew that this person in studio was so affected by the fact that I, I had picked him the week before and then the guy passed away and I was like, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby, you know, and I made some jokes not about his death, but about the act of 
and the timing yeah. and how much it sucked. The following week, the a-hole of the week was me. I picked myself. Yeah. Because I, because I did that and I was like, I'm an asshole. I killed my plants. Like, and I just, I, I, I was like, I don't want to pick any other controversial figure because I don't, I don't know who else this guy is a number one fan of. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I was unaware completely and had no idea that underneath the surface, all of this was bubbling and that you seemed to be taking the brunt of the well, anger that was meant for me and for for what I said and, and yeah. for what I was freely saying. Well, he was mad at you. You know, I can't know how someone was feeling, but I believe that he was angry at you at that time. And mm-hmm. then he released a podcast late night on a Sunday. This podcast drops. And I was like, this is odd. This is not normally when podcasts drop, mm-hmm. you know, for him. And because I'd listened to him. And so off the bat, already in my head, I'm like, oh, he feels strongly about this. It's not segmented like normal shows are. This is like a special. And he says, I believe, in that episode, the Kevin Samuels episode, like this is a special. How upset he was that people were making jokes about Kevin Samuels, what it's like to be sitting there as a room full of white people laugh at the death of a black man. And one... I've always kind of heard that as a white person, you'll often see anyone who's a minority, but black people telling white people like, hey, just shut up on this. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I always laughed about, like they were never telling someone that just said something right to shut up. They're telling stupid people to shut up. Mm-hmm. Like That's there's not common. a whole lot of like <laughs> someone telling like, I, I don't know a good example, but someone like coming out using their platform to say the correct thing. Right. You know, and I viewed Kevin Samuels, I'll be honest, like I was not torn up that he was gone like listen to some of the clips and some there was one clip in in particular because he spoke about not believing children you know when they when they come forward about sexual assault and that hit me pretty close to home i'm not gonna elaborate into that but hit me pretty close to home and i was like you know uh, i am a catholic that that hits close to home too Mm -hmm. but uh (laughs) it well, it's, I, I, it's victim shaming, and it, it, it's it's saying we should deny stories, which is already such an issue. It was like a hypothetical, like, he what said, would you would do you? in these situations? And he used himself as the example. He's like, what if your daughter came to you and was like, you know, Mom, like, you know, Mr. Kevin was, like, watching me change, like, watching me take a shower and stuff like that. And I just thought, like, okay, it's it's been brought to me, like, you don't know who Kevin Samuels is. One, I can never truly know who someone is. I can't listen to all of his content. He is constantly online. I have a job. I have two. I had at that time two jobs. Secondly, I did feel like I knew a lot about him. I was constantly hearing about him. And three, if you say that, I don't. Even if I had just heard that clip, there are only like three things where I would sit there and be like, "You're right. I didn't hear the full story." If the full story was one, him coming out and saying, "I did not mean that. I was joking." Two, coming out apologizing profusely and moving on and growing as a person. Or three, it being fake. Mm -hmm. It was not fake. Mm -mm. He did not apologize. Mm -mm. He was not joking. He said those things. And yes, maybe it's not my place to call out a Kevin Samuels. I saw you engage in the same kind of fuck that guy rhetoric on Twitter with... uh... Like Rush Limbaugh, or, or a, yeah, a that, white that, controversial figure that, that passed away. That really and... hurt me when he passed away on the show. And, and uh, the way other things have been handled on the show, too, at times. To stay on Kevin Samuels. So he says that in his podcast, like, hey, I wish 
that this wasn't like such an echo chamber. And I don't know the exact words, but he was like, I wish there was someone here like that actually was celebrating this man's death and we could have that. And I was sitting there going, you know what? I'll go on the show. We'll have our debate or whatever. And, you know, looking out for the show, we'll make a good point that this guy is not the, the guy you're defending. You are not that guy, you know, because it sounds like you're a fan of him right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, it's not only I don't think you're a fan, I don't think you're anything like this dude. I, I, I really don't. Um, I thought the same. And so I, I posted it on Instagram and was like, invite me, you know, on your podcast and whatever. And, you know, he responded like, oh, you really want this and everything. And went back and forth. Um, the days leading up to that podcast, like, could kind of tell in the hallways that it was getting more tense and more tense. And but it was a weird. I, I, I blew it off. Then. I was like, you know, whatever. You know, like, oh, it's, oh, it's more tense and everything. Like, okay, he's really fired up about this. Cool. I I don't care. You're not going to, in my mind, embarrass me in this format. I feel strongly about my position. I'm not going to back down from my position. I mean, unless you tell me one of three things, Kevin Samuel, it was fake. Kevin Samuels apologized or Kevin Samuels was joking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like those are the things you have to say when you joke about kids like that and 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 sexual assault and abuse like those are the things you have to say and if you don't apologize say it was a a, a joke and an apology after that for yeah. making such a bad joke but so you weren't or, even touching on the misogynistic stuff you were I, like i was, I I was getting into that children too. like because if you watched on twitter when people were making fun of kevin samuels i don't feel like i'm out of line maybe you could correct me yeah it was mostly black women yeah, dunking was. on this man, <laughs> yeah. just going to town on him. It was the the jokes were fantastic. Like, crazy. <laughs> like the idea that I was making these jokes, I was retweeting funnier people than me. Yeah. You know, like, come on. In the audio itself, you guys were trying to have a conversation, but there definitely was a different uh, different vibe between the two. Uh, yours was a little more carefree. So I understand that this conversation meant a lot more to this other person. You know, like I'm caught in this place where I'm like, is is Kevin Samuels a a a dumb person? No, I wouldn't say that. But at the same time, that means he understood what he was saying in that. Like, yeah. where do you balance it? Like, but he's just he a man was, with an opinion. That's fine. Other people have had opinions before, and I don't. There are certain opinions I don't have to compromise on, and I won't compromise on. I don't care what happens to me in those situations. I, I really, I don't have any time for it. And I think I think I if don't the know, opinion is so negative, and it's affecting people on such a large scale, then you're allowed to also be in man and with an opinion about that man. Yes, and I, I'm going to keep my opinions on those, and you're not going to sway me. I think this. From from my perspective, I think this is where that discussion in that podcast kind of turned because when it became apparent that, like, he wasn't budging, I wasn't going to budge either on this, you know, so that's, I think it got more heated between us, me the entire time not knowing that this was not really about Kevin Samuels. I don't think that's what it ever was about. Mm-mm. I think it was, you know, about you, about other things going on at the station about other groups of people and I and that got taken out on you and I'm sorry for that because honestly listening to that was so alarming and I just I felt bad I was like I have been asking what am I doing wrong to cause these reactions 
when I am just bringing information to the table that is just readily available on Twitter. And that was bothersome. And I think it was just the act of me being carefree with my opinions. He felt that I shouldn't be allowed to be or that I I should be muzzled from certain topics. And so I was like, okay, so I am not going to have any opinions about a controversial figure that is also a person of color. And I tried to, I, I shifted into that where I was just like, all right, here's another way that my content is being mm-hmm. monitored by someone that is not my superior. This is, this, and it's, it's a sim, similarly situated employee, but I have a lot more experience, which this happens a lot when you talk about controversial figures on podcasts, which I'm sure uh, somewhere down mm-hmm. the line, we're all going to do this again. And we'll have a disagreement about something. And that will be fantastic <laughs> because you can disagree and still be OK. Once yeah. the microphones go off, the debate should stop there. Yes. If the debate starts in your absence, that's kind of immature and it's not great for morale. And if the debate continues in your absence especially in your absence, into a microphone at our workplace that gets goes up to a network called The Skimmer where everyone can hear it. We even have abilities within each studio. Like we could be in our studio and we could push a button on our board and hear what's going on in the country studio or the Ooh. rock studio. Like everyone <laughs> can hear everyone. So I yeah. think if you want um, your shit talking about your coworkers to be private, maybe... Just in you general. should build a at-home studio so you can Don't talk all the shit to your heart's content. Mike, this is like the first rule of radio. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the entertainment business. Like, come on. Um, I do think we need to address some of the like claims. You know, oh, because it, it was said on his podcast. So, oh, I told him to leave his own studio. That's my Twice. favorite part. I well, let's it, talk one, about the verbiage. It, his story is you told him get out, right? I have listened to this and I transcribed it just so we can oh. be like, right. So, okay. like, so we're not going I back me a couple months. I wanted to make sure we didn't put any words in anybody's mouth. So I was like, did Cairo really okay. tell him get out? So what happened was, and at this point, everybody's talking over each other, right? But he said, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. Twice. While you were saying, I love you, man. Right. And then he said, I'm done. And then you said, fine, walk out. And it sounded, so when he was saying I'm done, it sounded like he was far away from the microphone. So I don't know visually what was happening there. Just like leaning back, like I'm done, I'm done. Okay, I didn't know if he was getting up to leave, but I could hear him getting further away and like movement, headphones are coming off or something. So I thought, okay, he's, he's fed up. You know, he's leaving the conversation. So he's like, I'm over it, I'm done. You're like, I love you, man. And he's like, I'm done. And you said, fine, walk out. So you never said, get out. You said, fine, walk out. So he's like, it's my motherfucking podcast. Who do you think you're talking to? And you said, well, then kick me out. <laughs> and you you really were still, like, okay, you were like, you're right, bro. Kick me out. Why am I still here? It <laughs> Such still a makes Cairo me laugh <laughs> because like when, when people are, you know, on, on, on Twitter, like the whole conversation was, you know, oh, he kicked him out. He told him to get out of his whole studio. I see that, that being thrown happen. out a million times. And even I, I thought like, oh, maybe I did say that. I was, you know, I saw it so many times on Twitter. And I, but I sat there. And I'm like, 
I don't even then. Like, if you were defending this guy and everything and got that heated, that's usually my go-to in these situations. This is say something stupid. Because I'm going to be honest. If you are, like, shedding tears, not over you knew Kevin Samuels meant, but his message, I don't I have no respect for you. You know, I think we learned our lesson pretty hard. If you don't say anything... You, you are part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to children. They, you know, like, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd, I don't believe it, but like I could at least like comprehend someone being like, well, these women need to have self-confidence. They need to speak up for themselves. But like, we're going to speak up for kids. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and okay, that's how generational trauma happens if we don't talk about things. Just because the person died, oh, they're not here to defend themselves. Okay, so I shouldn't be allowed to be totally transparent about my upbringing because my dad passed away and he's not here to defend himself. Why am I not allowed to share my vulnerabilities? Are you saying because someone passes away, we cannot discuss the turmoil they caused in history books? So you're saying we should just be like, okay, Adolf Hitler, you go on with your bad self. We're not going to shit talk him though because he's dead and he's not here to... He caused a genocide, okay? And yeah, he died. We don't have to speak well of bad people after their death. No one has to. And all I saw you doing was engaging in a lot of, like, black women that were celebrating on Twitter. Well, they <laughs> I were might one, have even liked a tweet or two because I, the funny. jokes were fucking fire. My my buddy has a, a, my best friend Tyler, he has a theory about why, specifically with, you know, what they call black Twitter, like why black women are always creating big jokes. And he's like, well, you know, if Hollywood would actually hire these black, like female comedians, the funniest ones wouldn't be on Twitter anymore. That's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The hiring inefficiencies are leading to a tremendous experience on Twitter. It is they tremendous. deserve to be paid for their work, but boy, are we benefiting from <laughs> them just posting their thoughts on Twitter. It does. It um, bring, I know it's. I know it's like engaging in negative content, but it does bring some people joy. People like to see the downfall of a bad person, and even if that involves their unfortunate whole ass death, their like like not just demise cares? socially, you know, like, but I, death. I really don't understand. Two, a lot of sentiments from people are, well, how, well, how are people going to talk about you when you pass away? One, they probably ain't going to talk about me at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> or me. Like, we, did, we didn't make a mark. but And I'm not saying that Kevin Samuels is on the scale of Adolf Hitler. I am just explaining yeah. why should we not speak about people after death if they, if they were doing bad things at the time. Mm -hmm. If your messaging was rooted in misogyny and kids watched your YouTube channel and are taking that to school, I worry about that. what that does for the next generation because we're never going to learn. And yeah, when, when you said, then kick me out, it was like a question, like, <laughs> why am I still here? And I, and at That's that funny. moment, so you said, kick me out. He could have said, then get the fuck out. But instead he started belittling you for accepting inadequate pay from our employers. And that hurt. He said, he said, you're working for free and you don't love yourself. Kevin Samuels died a millionaire. And you and that's when you said, I do the work because I like the people you were trying to like say. So I don't know why he didn't kick you out in that moment if he was actually done. It seemed like he wanted to roast you for... <laughs> For your for roast me for that your financial I did, I, equation. I work. I was on air and did stuff for what like two and a half years or over two years at the very least. Um, and I got one paycheck. 
you know, I got $1,000. So if you want to roast me for doing something for free and making a fool of myself for free and everything, I mean, valid. You know, I had fun doing it, but people roast me for doing stupid stuff all the time. You know, people used to roast me, be like, hey, you know, you let if someone, you know, it's raining and there's someone in need, you will let them stay at your apartment and everything. Like, I recently did that. Like, hitchhikers, there was man. Somebody, pick up hitchhikers to make someone, new best friends. So, and I'm not even looking for friends. Like, so there was someone at my complex, like, and her and her kid were in my apartment, and I was, like, sleeping in my car, like, with my cat, which was not a bright move because when you bring your cat into your car, you got to put, like, the litter box at the back trunk, <laughs> and it, you kind of got to open the windows at some point. Yeah, because it's not great. But, like, I wild. You know, like, it, I don't care if you roast me. I, I'm lucky to to the people that have been around me, you know, mentors in my life, like you, Deanna, you know, but other people that have yeah, taught. So sweet. I got mentorship at, at other companies and everything. I'll never forget a, a mentor, a couple mentors I had at that grocery store. Um, that's partially why I started smoking. That's one of the <laughs> bad things, you know, because I saw these guys. That's and they how were you bond such, with people out back. Yeah. They were such hard workers. And I was just like, no matter what happened, they did it. They didn't ask questions. If if they were told it was helping somebody, they did it. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. They might grumble the whole time. They weren't necessarily the most positive people. <laughs> but when it like came me. to, like, their actions, they did it. You were very similar, Deanna. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you, me. You know, if, 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 like, someone asked you, like, came up at an event and asked, like, the dumbest question, like, can you go do something or help with something, you would do it. And then once you're out of earshot, you were probably like joking to like whoever was, was, but you did it, you know, like that was always important to me. So I've been very lucky. I feel like I'm very, I've still got everyone I feel like is on a journey of self-confidence. And one of the other issues I feel honestly angers me when I hear about the Jordan Petersons, the Kevin Samuels of the world, the Andrew Tates, Mm -hmm. is so much of the response from men and, and some women, too, when people criticize and say, you know, because the first thing they bring up is they're sexist or misogynistic, mm-hmm. still learning w- when to use which word. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, well, he he went just as he went just as hard at men. And I'm like, yo, if he was fat phobic towards women and body shaming women and your response is, well, he's body shaming me, too. Like that that's never that's a really dumb response in my mind also if you're saying that the person's intent is to build people up and to build confidence within them that generally doesn't happen with shame no no tearing people down doesn't do a very good job if you are punching down at the obese and if if what you're saying is rooted in misogyny i in no experience in my life have ever seen that work in a positive way that gets people hating themselves that gets people feeling lonelier and lonelier mm-hmm. when they realize this person that they look up to so much is still constantly talking down to them, hates them, and is constantly mm-hmm. disparaging them in YouTube videos. And you're like, okay, maybe I'm not truly a fan of him or myself. And I, it would just, the world would be better if I wasn't here. Like, that's what that kind of shit turns into a lot of times. And it worried me. It worried me for generations of kids, men and women. And I think he worried you too. And, and it was like at that point when you needed to work on yourself more because Kevin Samuels died a millionaire and you are you, Cairo, so you should be feeling inadequate and you should be feeling like less of a man. I may not die a millionaire, but I'm, I would reckon that I'm not going to 
die with like a mystery woman and everything, <laughs> all these questions revolving. Yeah. I would think, I, I would probably say like the betting favorite is I died doing something which I thought was very cool and other people went, how did he see this go any other way? <laughs> you know, rocket skateboard. <laughs> I, I've, I've taped a bunch of fireworks to this skateboard and we've built a shoddy ramp. And then we never <laughs> saw him again. You're just gonna, like into space. I think people would go, remember that guy? He was fun. Like yeah, nobody's gonna be like, remember like, him? Oh, what, what happened what to him? What a toxic oh, fuck. Something involving like a skateboard and fireworks. <laughs> At the end of the day, what I got from this whole conversation that this other person you were speaking to wasn't getting is that you were not dancing on a black man's death bed, but you were happy that another misogynist did not have a platform anymore. And I think yes. that's what most people were, quote, celebrating. I, I, th I feel like that was everybody. Like, I'm celebrating, I want the current you gone off of this planet. If that is your message, I want you gone. Uh, I will celebrate you going to the moon. I will celebrate you passing away and leaving the, the Earth that way. He can visit I you will, on the moon after you I, take your rocket <laughs> will, up there. Yeah, I, I will, so I will celebrate you leaving the planet. I will celebrate <laughs> you passing away and leaving the planet that way. Or I will celebrate if you truly come out against that person. You show that person isn't, isn't here anymore. Yeah. You've grown. Like, that person's gone. I, I'm not saying... I'm not anti-growth and everything, but until you've grown, like... Cool. Yeah, and, and you don't get to just pretend you didn't say those things. But right. if you actually come to the table and say, hey, I've learned a lot about that. Anybody who thinks that way about kids, yeah. I have no problem saying. As long as you retool. Gone. Yeah, you don't uh, have to apologize because I know. This planet you know, now. <laughs> yeah, please. It did, you know, it did go left. Yes. Um, after yes, after the, you know, you don't love yourself enough because you don't make money here. It went very left. And it turned into him screaming at you about me, which kind of came out of nowhere. Me, yes. the person that was at home with COVID watching reruns of New Girl and coughing <laughs> her ass off. You should have seen the reaction to some of the other people in that studio that are, you know, regulars on that podcaster show. Like, it was kind of funny. Like, I was keeping, like, a look out of my eye. I'm like, hey, me and this one guy are, like, the same age. <laughs> like, it popped in my head, like, come on, man. I know he, like, not in front of everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. You know, because there, there's four of us, like, involved at that moment. Like, there was you know. multiple employees in yes. the room, and that's what was so jarring to me is that what? this quickly turned... Yeah, this quickly turned into... You love Davi, right? You love her. You support her. And she, he said she goes on this platform and attacks me every single day. Davi talks shit about me every single day. Name one day Davi has not attacked me on air. He also referenced all of my tweets and all of my TikToks are about him. All of them, Deanna. Oh my gosh, you're obsessed. I'm obsessed, which is kind of wild. And then at the end of it, it's like, but Cairo, you still support this white woman's comedy shows. In that moment, it was kind of wild because it just felt like everything jumped off the rails. And it like, was a moment the, indeed. Yeah, like the the train was finally on like the right track, but it was it was the wrong track. You it know, like, like it yeah. made sense. It was like the whole time uh, you're sitting there, like, why is all this? It's like, oh, now, yeah. It had been oh, like now, this is the, where yeah, we're going for 15 no, minutes okay, of screaming. Okay. You're going, what the fuck is this really about? And then around 15 minutes, you go, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, okay and, I see and, where and, we and, are. Next on Davi the Scapegoat. <laughs> it was told to me and other staff 
that he was suspended for three days. So, if that is the case, does that say that Cairo did something wrong in that situation? One, the funniest thing to me is whether or not you are team this other individual or team Cairo, how did Davi get fired for this? <laughs> that is hilarious. I was at home watching how? Girl how? eating goldfish crackers. Don't forget to give Davi the scapegoat a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember you'll think twice before you will try to eat That's really lovely of you. Yeah, I, I recently found out that my phone number, I still have to actually change that. It's just like available. Um, oh. Yeah, it's just like publicly available. So people would call like everything and they're just like, hey, are you still on the show? I'm like, hey, I'm not really commenting publicly and everything right now. Man. And then there were some, there were, I'd say about like three or four like mean, angry calls, but that's why I personally love phone calls because they don't seem mean very long. You're like, uh, who are you? And then like they kind of back off and they're like, wait, I'm yelling at someone who doesn't know who I am. This well, is not going over like I thought it would. <laughs> a lot of the more aggressive accounts I have found uh, all share a email address that they're created by. So I'm starting ah. to find that there are just there are certain people with uh, very close friends and family members that have a lot of time on their hands. And they've mm. created a number of accounts. And, um, yeah, those accounts are probably going to start leaving ratings for Davi the Scapegoat pretty soon. So if uh, you as a listener want to go ahead and combat that for me, go ahead and leave five <laughs> stars because fuck that shit. Uh. <laughs>